is my with Dear Queer. And this is Julian. Yeah. Um, we're in the, I guess, match theater right now. Um, I think it's it's a theater complex. Yeah, so they do a lot of array of different things. Yeah. Well, no, I was just saying I've never been here, so I was like, what is this? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Um, yeah, so we're here with um, the director and cast, some of the cast members with uh, Booty Candy. And, yeah, we're just in, I guess this is, where's this at? This is y'all's rehearsal room? Yeah. And we also want to say that we are at match, so sorry if the sound isn't super great. Um, forgive us, please. Be nice to us. <laughs> yeah, we're um, yeah, we're sitting with director Vance Johnson and two other cast members also, if y'all want to introduce yourselves. Yeah. Oh, I'm Vance Johnson, the director of Booty Candy. I'm Xavier Hollins. I'll be playing Sutter. Ooh, the lead. <laughs> I'm Brittany Bush, and I'm Actor One, which is a certain track that includes um, young mother Sutter's uh, younger sibling and other characters. Wait, how does that work? Can you explain that to me? So uh, Booty Candy has Sutter. Yes. Xavier is playing that character, the main character, but then every other actor is on a track, which means they have several characters they play throughout the show. Yeah. Okay. Instead of just one character the entire show they play okay. several different characters yeah i guess we'll, just, we'll get a little bit into more detail about the premise of the show because i i read up a little bit about it i read the press release and i tried to look it up a little bit and i was just like oh this sounds really cool i'm really excited to talk to the directors and the cast members about this um because i think that this is something that's really important for the black queer community and it's actually a play that I'm considering going to see myself as well. Um, that's what me and I were talking about. We're just like, let's like align our schedules and figure this out. Um, so, yeah, like just tell us a little bit about this play. Like, why Booty Candy? <laughs> well, uh, Booty Candy is um, skips around in time, and it yeah. kind of tracks with uh, events in the main character's life, mm-hmm. Sutter. And uh, it takes him from a young boy to a grown man. Mm-hmm. And some of the encounters that he has with both family and, uh, and other people. And uh, the author, Robert O'Hara, has said that um, not everything happened to him exactly as portrayed in the play, but perhaps some version mm-hmm. uh, of it one way or the other. So it's like a loose adaptation of O'Hara's life. A yes. little bit? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Family's really important, uh, how Sutter relates to his family and, uh, uh, and to others, friends, and uh, people that, uh, that he encounters mm-hmm. um, during the course of the show. Mm-hmm. So uh, it swings from wildly outrageous and hilariously funny mm-hmm. uh, to very serious at some point. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I liked about it when I was asked to consider directing it. Mm-hmm. was the fact that there was a lot of variation and that the swing of emotions or the arc of emotions over the show mm-hmm. uh, is really tremendous. Mm-hmm. So can you go a little bit more into detail about why you were excited to direct this this show? Well, there were a number of reasons. Uh, number one, although I'm not gay, I'm, I've certainly been an ally for pretty much all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's an important uh, piece for the mm-hmm. gay community and uh, the LGBTQ community, and uh, especially, as you said, 
um, the black community mm -hmm. uh, as well. It portrays characters that we don't often see in uh, mainstream media, mm -hmm. and that's really an important, uh, important thing mm -hmm. as well. So uh, the other thing is that a lot of what happens in the show is universal. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, they're people. It's not necessarily always just about the fact that they're uh, part of the yeah. LGBTQ community, but, um, uh, but the range of human emotions yeah. and the things that we all share yeah. regardless of what community or how we identify yeah. our sexuality. So you mentioned that this is a play that's really for everybody. Like obviously recognizing that this is important for the LGBTQ community, but that you've been able to sort of like look at this and be like, this is something that's like a, a human story. Is that how you've been able to be to direct this play from the lens of an ally rather than you know someone that is of the community? Yeah, I'd say that's a that's a fair characterization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, you know the fact that it is universal, I think there's something <coughs> in here that everybody can relate to mm -hmm. because you know no matter who we are or what our views mm -hmm. are, uh, we interact, we're related to, mm -hmm. we interface with people in the LGBT. Q, sorry, no, community. No, it's okay. You can even say it. We get it. LGBT plus, <laughs> LGBTQ, <laughs> you know, all the acronyms. Yeah. Yeah. So, continue. No, I was just going to say that, um, um, you know, there's a lot about the play that's, yeah. that's universal, as well as being specifically about the community. Yeah. And, um, uh, and that's how I was able to mm -hmm. approach it personally. Mm-hmm. I read a little bit about your biography in this press release that we got when mm -hmm. when we were approached with doing this this interview, um, and it outlined a little bit about your career. But I, I'm really curious to know more about it. Really, like why? <laughs> like what made you want to start directing plays? Is your is your background in that? Did, did you get education for it, and so on and so forth? Sure. Um, the first theater experience or class mm -hmm. I ever took was in junior high, mm -hmm. and um, uh, I had a fabulous time, and uh, uh, the teacher that I had, uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Weinsberg, God rest him, uh, kind of took me under, and several other students under his wing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was a time uh, specifically when lots of folks would say, you're going to do theater? Mm -hmm. <laughs> So when I was in high school, I didn't do theater at all. I was focused on college prep courses mm -hmm. and AP courses and all that other kind of good stuff. And in fact, when I went to college at UCLA, I started out as a psychology major. Mm -hmm. um, but it was a lot of fun to party and do things like that. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my grades were not stellar in the beginning. Uh, and then as an elective, I took uh, uh, an acting class, a basic acting mm -hmm. class, and it kind of rekindled my uh, my love for the art. Yeah, and uh, I switched my major immediately to theater. So I, I do yeah. have a BA in theater, and uh, my arc here in Houston, uh, I had not done uh, serious theater for quite a while. This yeah. is back in the early to mid nineties, mm -hmm. and uh, one day my wife said, "You know, your daughter wants to." go uh, audition for a show she was four years old at the time mm -hmm. and uh, she said you know they're also having auditions for a regular production tonight she said you keep talking about it you better go <laughs> <laughs> get off of my back and go check it out yeah yeah so <laughs> I went uh, and uh, my first audition in many years I got cast as the lead in that particular community theater show mm -hmm. 
Um, spent time in community theater and then some friends uh, of mine from the theater and I uh, to start a, uh, decided to start our own professional company. Mm -hmm. So uh, we did that about six, seven years ago and just been going ever since. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, that's funny you say that because um, I actually heard that people who are directors have never been actors and so they don't know how to talk to actors or whatever, you know, like there's just like that yeah. miscommunication between the two. So it's awesome that you, you've been able to, you know, well, I like going back and forth. I think, you know, um, there's separate skills, mm -hmm. but I think the fact that uh, I have been an actor uh, does help inform my right. directing and, and makes it easier to work with the cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess, yeah, we can ask the, how do y'all feel, like, how do y'all like working with... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Xavier. I'll be playing, I'm playing Sutter in the show. Um, uh, with Vance, it's amazing just because he allows you to think objectively. Because with me, sometimes everything can become uh, like jumbled in the rehearsal room. Mm -hmm. Like you can't begin to separate things. Like, right. and uh, then nothing becomes specific. Specific. Um, but just having an eye on it and making you. <coughs> look outside of the box and mm -hmm. think objectively it just really helps um that. do you identify at all as lgbtq before i ask, ask my next question oh no yeah yeah um yeah so do you find that having to play the role of a black gay man has that been difficult for you or do you, basically what, what i'm trying to say is have you been do you have a hard time separating the two basically um i don't um i don't separate the two Mm -hmm. Not with this particular role, just because um, actually this is my first gay role ever on stage, which is funny because being a gay man and then being in theater and education throughout like my whole life, it that it's, you know, you're always playing a straight man or you're playing something that is not going to allow you to be cathartic in life and the mm -hmm. purpose of being an actor is that so that you can show people certain vulnerabilities right and always you know after a while playing someone else's vulnerabilities becomes old and mm -hmm. you want to dive into something else right so i guess i've been waiting for this for a while mm -hmm. and it's very easy it's very easy how d how did you hear about the call or you know like um well i've been working with catastrophic for a really long time mm -hmm. and when i heard that they were doing the play um i immediately attacked tamri for the <laughs> script <laughs> <laughs> give me that <laughs> literally <laughs> immediately <laughs> i was like so yeah um and then told a few people about it and i probably wasn't supposed to because <laughs> nice. um, i was really happy about it mm -hmm. and uh well, told a, pe a few people about the script, not that, you know, this was my role. Right. <laughs> I just wanted people to know about it. Because when I had first read it, I had uh, reacted to it very viscerally, very emotionally. Mm -hmm. So. How long is the play? An hour and 30. Nice. An hour okay. and 30 minutes is yeah. perfect with an intermission. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess how long have y'all been training for right now? Because y'all start going back in... Or y'all start opening next week, I think, is that? or? Yeah, the show opens on uh, February f 15th. 
<laughs> we started rehearsals on um, on January seventh. Okay. And uh, we've been working hard at it, um, you know, since then. Mm-hmm. So that gives us about one well, a little over four weeks prep time. Uh, next week will be uh, the sets will be going up. The lights are being uh, focused uh, as we speak today. And uh, all the other elements are going to be coming together so that we can open the show on the 15th. Fun. So we're very excited about it. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Um, What are you excited about, Brittany? Oh, I'm Brittany Bush. Um, I already introduced myself. I don't have to do it again. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, I'm really excited to see how the audience responds, you know, the different impressions that they have of the play and what it is. It's one of those plays that... um, yeah, it's, it is very visceral. It is very, it's without preamble or apology. It's just, it's kind of out there. It's who it is. It's mm-hmm. wonderful in that way. So I don't know that the reactions will be the same from person to person. I think everyone will have their own very vivid experience of it for, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I actually had a question for Xavier, if that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, so... You know, I had a lot of friends growing up in, you know, in theater, and I've seen, like, you know, you talk about how it's supposed to be this this cathartic thing Mm -hmm. for you, and and I see it when my friends would perform and how much they just absolutely loved it. Like, Mm -hmm. I have a friend of mine from high school that's in New York now, um, and he's doing a little bit of acting here and there, and so what, what my, my question is for you is that as a queer black man, what does theater mean for you? Um... Or rather, a gay black man. Uh, it's 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 therapy, actually. Mm-hmm. I can actually go in a rehearsal with a headache and then walk out without it mm-hmm. because I haven't been thinking about mm-hmm. you know myself. Mm-hmm. Rather, s- a bigger picture. You know, maybe maybe that day I'm supposed to be worried about other people, or maybe I'm supposed to be worrying about somebody else's problem, or. Mm-hmm just not myself um i don't know it's been i've been doing theater since sixth grade Mm -hmm. so it's been a really long time now like at this point like i don't even know if it means anything to me as much Mm -hmm. as it's a part of me Mm -hmm. like there was one year where like i i didn't do anything and i was like i'm going crazy (laughs) I was literally like, yeah. I'm going crazy. Were you just like trying to take a break or was it? Yeah, just I like was trying to be like a quote unquote adult and, you mm-hmm. know, paying jobs and all that. Because, you know, Houston isn't that oh, yeah. big of a scene for, you know, supporting um, Entertainers. theater actors, right. you know, specifically yeah. theater actors. The only way you can actually support yourself uh, in theater is probably a combination of PB and the alley, you know. Past Rain Basby agency and right. Alley. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it's and that's it's not a lot. And there's a lot of talent in Houston. So. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's we it's it's actually funny because I worked with Brittany once. Mm-hmm. Uh where? We d- so I, I uh dabble in like I, I'm a, I'm also a performer, so like mm-hmm. a comedic performer. But we did uh like a We did a film workshop together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until so we had a scene. We were a couple. Yeah. Yeah. We did a scene together. It yeah. was fun. And I got to meet her mom. And mm-hmm. um, that yeah. that was not for our scene. But it was. No. There was yeah. some reason that we were there. I think we were filming something else. Another. Yeah. 
another really scene but it was, it was exciting it was yeah it was actually like two couples married like two same-sex people mm-hmm. and then yeah they wanted to adopt a baby or something and then you were like the person who's like no you can't adopt this that's baby. right <laughs> that's right that's right <laughs> like i don't know why i thought we were the couple i think another part we were i think we okay because we did like three different like, yeah i things. was the i was the kind of self-righteous bible thumping <laughs> yeah. adoption blo- yeah. blocker <laughs> that's right that's right that's okay. where it's so long ago that's funny. <laughs> how long have you been acting for wow um it's been a while definitely since college i i changed my major as well but i'd done a little bit um in high school and uh, in middle school but definitely um probably my sophomore year of college mm-hmm. i started transitioning into being more of a realizing that theater could be a career right. that i could get a degree in it and that i really loved it and mm-hmm. made me happy so could you tell us or any of y'all tell us more about the catastrophic theater and like the y'all partnering with truth the truth project um well, um, I can't speak on the Truth Project, but Catastrophic Theater Company um, has been going on for the greater part of 20, 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. It's like just probably the best avant-garde drama in Houston. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, um, a lot of um, people gravitate toward their work because it is strange, shocking, and, and um, uh, current. Right. So, okay. yeah, that's well. why I love the company and why I will continue to work with them. For who knows how long. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I, I like was thinking, I was like, oh, I think this is, I'm not sure if this is like a spicy question, but like mm-hmm. I know that since we're kind of in the theater district, but not really, um, and since like ensemble theater is like next door, mm-hmm. I was thinking, would, would they ever play, do y'all think that they would ever have a play like this on there since they're considered like a... Um, a black running theater that's been going on for a while. It's a really saucy question. It's like <laughs> a question <laughs> I always ask, you know, and I, th- um, I think, I think it has something to do with audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like demographic. Uh, what basically. audience is ready for what material? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a specific type of audience at the ensemble. There's a specific type of audience at Catastrophic. Mm-hmm. Um, and to mount a specific show is either going to alienate that audience or cause them to think differently. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on what audience is ready right. for what. Now, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they're ready for something that is this brazen. Right. Because this is like a really thought-provoking and and it can be really crude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is that is life. Offensive. You right. know, it can be yeah. offensive in the best way possible, in the most lovely way. What are some things that the play touches on? I mean, obviously, this supposed to be this this like going through this life of this black gay man. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, like, it, what are the other layers that this that oh, this play um, touches on? Well, we've besides got sexuality. Yeah, we've got racism. We've got molestation. We've got uh fetishization mm-hmm. uh the idea of does a relationship last right 
um, life and death. Mm-hmm. So basically, just going through this, the story it's with and this it's for character, everybody. right? Mm-hmm. Unrequited love, right? It's a coming of age story. It's everything. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and you just peel back mm-hmm. the layers. It's almost like you mm-hmm. you might want to see it again if right. you, you first. You know. Do y'all see a little bit of, of yourself in this play? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there there's a lot of it where it's like I've said that or like uh, I've I've done this before at multiple times, multiple scenes where you're like I've done this, I've done this, or by the end of the scene. <laughs> You're kind of like, is this how my life's going to end up? (laughs) 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 You're like, ooh, that's a choice. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Yes, I recognize a lot of the characters. Even if people that I grew up around or um, went to church with aren't exactly like these characters, there's a, a definite familiarity because the playwright really pulls from his own life and his own experiences as a black man. It's really refreshing to see characters and situations that I recognize from my own life, for sure. Um, yeah, I really love the way um, he fully embraces his own voice and doesn't qualify it or apologize for it um, and allows the audience to have whatever experience of it they're going to have. Um, there's a scene where it kind of it kind of breaks the fourth wall in terms of analyzing playwriting and anal- and having this outside eye, or rather very specifically, a white male eye evaluate. You know, what does this play mean? And why are you doing this play? And what are you trying to say? And that a lot of times becomes the default for everyone, even though, you know, I think the playwright is encouraging us to challenge that default and not feel like you have to explain anything that deviates from this idea of normal. And so. Well, it's it's interesting that you talk about that, how the playwright like really wants everyone to sort of like take a step back and like really like deconstruct a lot of like what they think, right? And so we've sort of all been touching on this as we've been going on with this interview, but what is the big takeaway you want the audience to get when they see this play? so i i said it before but like we're we're all going through the same thing like we're it's actually pretty shocking how much we're all going through the same things let your freak flag fly that's what comes to mind like be who you are be who you are without shame like just open up and be honest and celebrate your experience past present and future just celebrate it um i love i love the way the author really does that and that brings you in even when you're kind of tisk tisking about certain things that cross your own boundaries, you can still completely see how thoroughly he celebrates who he is Mm -hmm. and the people that he's encountered in his life. I I think that's true. And uh, and in some sense, the play, for me, is victorious, right? Because um, what Brittany just talked about, 
You know, he does this in the face of racism. Uh, he does this in in the face of uh, marginal uh, marginalization. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, of the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, and so on. And I, I think that's really an important value. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that he does that. Mm -hmm. And and before we forget it, can I skip back? Uh, you had asked about the Truth Project. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there'll be we have three uh, uh, Sunday afternoon matinees, mm -hmm. and uh, we've scheduled talkbacks. The there'll be a panel discussion mm -hmm. with some of us and uh, and uh, folks from the Truth Project, mm -hmm. and th that'll occur on. Let's see. This is the third, tenth. It'll occur on the 24th, mm -hmm. February 24th, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, each of the two mm -hmm. following Sundays, uh, including our closing performance, which is March 10th, mm -hmm. uh, there'll be a talk back. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for talking to us. This is actually, like, really cool and really interesting to, like, really, like, kind of get behind the scenes of, like, a play and, like, yeah. 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 Yeah, like we've we never talked to a director or actors for a local play, and that's just it's really cool. You know, what I mean, I really, really can't wait to see it for myself. Um, so we're, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up, unless if there's anything else y'all want to say. Yeah, well, I'd just like to say thank you for yeah. inviting us uh, w uh, to share with you and yeah. your audience. We appreciate that. Um, Catastrophic Theater is found on the web on the web at www catastrophic theater, mm -hmm. and that's theater with an re mm -hmm. <laughs> dot com mm -hmm. and there's information about uh, all of our performances mm -hmm. one of the unique things about catastrophic theater is that uh, since its founding it's been a pay what you can mm -hmm. uh, company which means that uh, no one should stay away because of mm -hmm. uh, budgetary reasons yeah and uh, which i think is also really rad right. yeah yeah and the theater has been able to survive and thrive uh, with that philosophy, and mm -hmm. that's really an important part of what they do. Mm -hmm. Great. So um, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. We've been Veer Queer. If you haven't yet, please go ahead and check us out on Apple Podcasts or on Stitcher. And um, and we're also a Spectrum South podcast as well now, so you can check them out. You can check us out on their website, rather. And you mentioned one of the matinees. We really want to encourage our listeners to go to that Sunday um that Sunday, February 24th matinee at 2.30 because that's when Spectrum South will be partnering um, on that day as well. Um, and if y'all haven't yet, check us out on Twitter, which is Veer underscore Veer under underscore queer. Wow. HTX. Um, and uh, at Veer Queer Podcast on Facebook. And with that, I have been Julian. And we'll see y'all soon. Thank you. Bye.